If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the device and desires of our own heart. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 42 and 43, beginning on page 392. Like as the heart desires the water brooks, so longeth my soul after thee, O God. My soul is a thirst for God, yea, even for the living God. When shall I come to appear before his presence of God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they daily say unto me, Where is now thy God? Now when I think thereupon, I pour out my heart by myself. For I went with the multitude, and brought them forth unto the house of God. In the voice of praise and thanksgiving, among such as keep holy day. Why art thou so full of heaviness, O my soul? And why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. My soul is vexed within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, from Hermon, and from the little hill. One deep calleth another because of the noise of thy water floods. All thy waves and storms are gone over me. The Lord will grant his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night season will I sing of him, and make my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto the God of my strength, Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I thus heavily while the enemy oppresseth me? My bones are smitten asunder as with a sword, while my enemies that troubled me cast me in the teeth. Namely, while they say daily unto me, Where is now thy God? Why art thou so vexed, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Give sentence with me, O God, and defend my cause against the ungodly people. 
O deliver me from the deceitful and wicked man. For thou art the God of my strength, why hast thou put me from thee? Why go I so heavily while the enemy oppresseth me? O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto the holy hill, and to thy dwelling. And that I may go unto the altar of God, even of the God of my joy and gladness. And upon the harp will I give thanks unto thee, O God, my God. Why art thou so heavy, O my soul? And why art thou so disquieted within me? O, o, put, thy trust in, o put thy trust in God, for I will yet give him thanks, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the third chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Go and proclaim these words toward the north, and say, Return, backsliding Israel, says the Lord. I will not cause my anger to fall on you, for I am merciful, says the Lord. I will not remain angry forever. Only acknowledge your iniquity, that you have transgressed against the Lord your God, and have scattered your charms to alien deities under every green tree. And you have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. And I will give you shepherds according to my heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Then it shall come to pass, when you are multiplied and increased in the land in those days, says the Lord, that they will say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord. It shall not come to mind, nor shall they remember it, nor shall they visit it, nor shall it be made any more. At that time Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered to it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. No more shall they follow the dictates of their evil hearts. In those days the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given as an inheritance to your fathers. But I said, How can I put you among the children and give you a pleasant land, a beautiful heritage of the host of nations? And I said, you shall call me my father, and not turn away from me. Surely as a wife treacherously departs from her husband, so have you dealt treacherously with me, O house of Israel, says the Lord. A voice was heard on the desolate heights, weeping and supplications of the children of Israel, for they have perverted their way. They have forgotten the Lord their God. Return, you backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Indeed, we do come to you, for you are the Lord our God. Truly in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills and from the multitude of mountains. Truly in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. For shame has devoured the labor of our fathers from our youth, their flocks and their herds, their sons and their daughters. We lie down in our shame, and our reproach covers us, 
for we have sinned against the Lord our God, we and our fathers, from our youth even to this day, and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed, and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, how were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and I received sight. Then they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Therefore some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. They said to the blind man again, What do you say about him because he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him who had received his sight 
And they asked him, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age, ask him. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord only, that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who for our sake did fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence that, our flesh being subdued to the Spirit, we may ever obey thy godly motions and righteousness and true holiness to thy honor and glory, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create making us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. The love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. Our lesson tonight from Jeremiah. 
shows that the prophet is giving these warnings and but still giving the people hope that if they remain steadfast and turn from their backsliding and return to God, that they are still God's chosen people. There is still hope for them. There is still have something that no one else has is this special relationship with God. And that if they hold fast to that, if they rely on him, if they trust in him, and most importantly, trust in their relationship with him. As Jeremiah is talking, he's using these, these marriage metaphors. We are in a, a relationship with God that is profoundly close. It is about this relationship with God. It's not about the things of this world. It's not about the stuff that we have. It's not even about whether God makes Israel great and grand. It is about having this special relationship with God and then their, that relationship out of love becomes one that is, is enticing to the other people around. Instead, Israel constantly abandons this relationship and gets seduced by the things of this world, by that money, by power, by prestige. And so this always causes them to backslide. And as a result, Jeremiah will live through the destruction of the, the temple, of Solomon's temple, and the the people being carried off into captivity to Babylon. He will live through this. And so then we see in our New Testament lesson, the result of this, where we see the Pharisees who know the scripture better than anyone, saw these things happening, saw this backsliding ways. And instead of recognizing that it's about a relationship with God, that is the, the, the thing that not only benefits Israel, but is the point of all of life, is to have this relationship with God. They instead see it as God set out these rules, and that if they follow them, good things will happen. And so they end up essentially worshiping these rules. As we see here, they have God himself, Jesus made flesh coming into them the messiah who is going to give something better than any kingdom on earth a chance to live in christ and christ living with us he heals this blind man but because it's on a saturday they they scoff and think that he's a sinner because of this they so we see that jesus restores the sight of this blind man and all these great biblical scholars, the Pharisees, are blind to this, what's happening right in front of them. And instead, hate it. They cannot comprehend because they are so fixated on restoring this fantasy of this, of the glory that was under King David and King Solomon which we know from reading scripture, scriptures wasn't as amazing as they, re, they think it was. There was, you know, incredible problems. Solomon taxed his people 
exorbitant amounts to build these temples and the people balked at this there was dissension and and there was you know the normal things of life and what's important is one's relationship with god and here you have god himself jesus christ doing these amazing things in this life of this person and his parents are afraid to talk about it the and these these are lessons for us is that God has done amazing things in our lives. And do we recognize them or not? Are we afraid to talk about them because we're afraid of how the world will react? And finally, this, this notion of the afflictions of this world being a consequence of sin. You know, they ask him whether this man whether his parents sinned or he sinned and caused his blindness. It is, I would say it's a, a, a mark of pride or of hubris to assume that everything happens to us is caused by us. To think something bad has happened in my life, therefore God must be punishing me. God is not punishing you for these things. God is doing in our lives profound things, amazing things all the time because we live in him and he in us. And we have to always reorient ourselves away from this, these earthly concerns to think that the most important thing is our health or our prestige or our wealth or these things of this world. And to always remember that ultimately these things do not matter. It is our life in Christ. It is and so how do we accomplish that? We always have to return to our prayer. The most important thing we do in our lives is to pray and to receive the Eucharist every Sunday. These are the times in our life when we are, are come closest to, to heaven, when our lives and heaven intersect most closely and most profoundly and most directly. And if we don't always work on that and always remember that we will be quickly drawn away because the world is seductive. It always wants to pull us away from our prayer. It always wants us to do other things and not return to God and to trust in God. And we trust in God. We build that trust by always working on our relationship with him in our prayer and by receiving the Eucharist. This if there's a lesson that we can get from Jeremiah, this, this, his, you know, what God does for a nation, what God does for a people, if the people in any group remain steadfast in their prayers, if they recognize that prayer is the most important thing in their lives and the most important thing they do, we will always be blessed profoundly and beyond measure. And the things of this world don't matter. So just some thoughts about this lesson. We continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of the gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church. And grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, 
and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have Thanks. a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you. Thank you so good much. Good evening, you. everyone. Have a good evening. Have a good evening. Bye.